I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. I have, over the past number of weeks, become so impressed by one of the leaders in our community. We, politically, probably don't line up most of the time. I think our upbringing is pretty different. Our ideologies are very different. The way we would go about uh, addressing most problems may be very different. And yet the way Salt Lake City Mayor Aaron Mendenhall has been able to respond dynamically to both the coronavirus and now protests on the streets of Utah's capital city has been impressive. She's new to this job. She assumed the office of mayor just about the same time I assumed the job of talk show host here at KSL News Radio. She and I have progressed through our, uh, our new jobs uh, in tandem. And it has been uh, interesting to watch her progress and to watch her accomplishments. And now it has been inspiring to read some of her motivational words. I got a call uh, yesterday afternoon telling me to keep an eye out for the Deseret News, that the mayor was getting ready to uh, publish an open letter, an open letter to her neighbors, a message to Utah and America from the mayor of Utah's capital city. And if it's okay with you, if you'd indulge me, I want to read through this letter in its entirety, if we have the time, so that you can see into the mind that is leading Utah's capital city. Salt Lake City. Now, I wouldn't share this if our experience here in Utah was the same as everywhere else in the country. We are seeing things transpire in far-off cities and states that do not resemble what's happening here in Salt Lake City. Law enforcement is, for the most part, beloved here. There was an earnest celebration on May 15th as we remembered Peace Officers Memorial Day. The entire state mourned last Friday when we learned of the death of Officer Lyde from Ogden. And we also have open ears that are ready to hear from the protesters who have taken to the streets, the peaceful ones, who have held up signs and chanted and made known their frustrations with what they perceive to be injustices. And it has given way to just the kind of conversations that Boyd Matheson mentioned a moment ago, ones that are uncomfortable, uncomfortable but necessary. Which brings me to this letter, which was drafted, as I mentioned, by Aaron Mendenhall, Salt Lake City Mayor, 
and it reads thusly, Dear Neighbor, the people of our capital city have been through a lot in the past few months, from a homeless crisis to a pandemic, two weeks of earthquakes. Forces seemingly beyond our control have tried our people, economy, and infrastructure. But since the atrocious slaying of George Floyd on May 25th, we are witnessing a tipping point and a rise of a powerful force in our city and our nation. Thousands of people locally and millions across the globe joining together to say no more. We are facing an unprecedented challenge combined with a generational opportunity to positively engage in the future of our nation. As we enter the weekend, I am writing to you, my friends of this city and state, inviting you to join me in rising to meet this opportunity to build a more just and inclusive America head-on. We must collectively commit to this critical work in the months and years ahead with an open heart, mind, and imagination. To that I would add an abundant measure of kindness and grace. I'll remind you I'm reading from an open letter drafted by Mayor Mendenhall to her neighbors. The letter continues, In this moment of change, I write this letter primarily to Caucasian fellow Utahns at nearly 90% of our state's population. I recognize the privilege of my skin and all that I am learning and have yet to learn as our nation unpacks and addresses a tragic history of racism, oppression, and denial. The tapestry of America's history has been sewn together with justice and injustice, freedom and oppression, with protest often being the bold, bright, thread-stitching new cloth to old. The moment of Floyd's murder began one such movement, a rending that ironically holds the potential healing of the hearts of so many Americans, especially those who have been crying out for centuries and the many new voices that can no longer be silent. The letter from Mayor Mendenhall continues, Though thousands have taken to the streets, many more may be wondering what their own role could be with regard to eradicating racism and building the future of change being demanded. I submit to you that the most destructive path ahead is one that pits one against another, us and them. Your problem, not my problem. The path with the greatest potential for good begins with we, we the people especially of this city and state, can demonstrate how to engage in productive dialogues to heal and develop unified actions of progress. This letter continues for a number of paragraphs. I'll stop reading and I'll share it on my Facebook page and invite you to go have a look for yourself. It's there now. I'd like you to read it. Read what you and I have just now read together and continue on through to the end. There are some good points made. There are some good invitations made. And I, myself, after reading this, am a little bit humbled. And I am willing to open my mind a bit and do what I can from my position here as a talk radio host to make sure that Utah continues to be an example to the rest of the world. And any issues that deserve resolving here in Utah, that we have the appropriate conversations to bring about that resolution. I'd invite you to consider that yourself. Read this letter. Maybe you agree with it, maybe you don't. Maybe you have uh, such disagreements with the mayor that it's hard for you to hear her words as anything uh, other than uh, you know, something you just automatically disagree with. Well, try to open your mind a little bit. Be able to understand that you may disagree with one in one setting, but yet in another setting find nothing but common ground. For me, that's what this letter did. So have a read. It's, uh, it's well written. 
and it comes from someone who is relatively new to the job here leading the city of Salt Lake. And we'll see if we can't be an example to the rest of the country. In a moment, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to be looking at a number of things. Uh, President Trump this morning talked much about the unemployment rate. Surprisingly, uh, 13.3%. If I remember, uh, about a month ago, we were looking at astronomically high unemployment, historically high unemployment. And the smart people, the smart people, we're saying that uh, this trend is going to continue. And yet, we're making some good progress, 13.3%. When we come back, we're going to listen to some of the explanation given by Donald Trump as to these numbers, the unemployment rate sliding back, returning to something maybe resembling normalcy. That's what I hope. My fingers are crossed. We'll be back with more on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry.